From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Here we are, the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. The Ray Podcast with Ranger Proud. The Atlantic Division, man. We're going to talk some Bolts and some Bruins, some Senators, Red Wings. Those teams, you know, that team, the Panthers, uh, who else is in that division? Uh, I said the Senators, right? Oh, the Habs, the Canadians. We'll, we'll talk about them uh, as far as getting through the divisions in this offseason as we uh, get ready for preseason hockey about a month away or less than a month away. And, of course, any news that comes down the pipe for our squad, we'll discuss it as it comes. But we are not really in the business or, per se, talk rumors. I just get tired out. When I see the, the shit on social media all day long, or rumors this, like, that is just wasted fucking energy. Like, let's talk about what we know, what it is. Let's talk about what we can make uh, sense of or what we know on paper with a lot of these uh, rosters, uh, not just our team, but just around the league. And that's kind of what we've been doing uh, in the offseason for uh, this, this sport, this league, the NHL, the hockey and then pretty much all the sports, really, when it comes down to it. So let's talk about it. Let's bring on Glenn. Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, we have our last episode of the week, and we got a, a bye week. We'll come back next. I think the schedule's already up on the, on our website. Uh, they resume with the – I think we might come with the basketball after the holiday. But welcome, Glenn. What's up, man? Let's talk some Atlanta Division, man. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing great. As you mentioned, Steve, we're less than a month away from uh, Rangers Islanders uh, preseason game, so can't get here uh, soon enough for me. Uh, it's been a uh, relatively short uh, off season for us since they went so far in the playoffs, but uh, seems like it's been too long. So I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah, let me ask you that. That's a good uh, point that I wanted to ask you. This off season for the hockey. How is it normally? Does it feel like a long all season, or in this particular year, or the season because the season ended a little bit later? Do you think it's shorter, or also because you know you get to chop it up with Scott, myself, RP? How do you look at this off season uh, of the hockey, the NHL? Is it long for you? Is it short yeah. for you? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it it's kind of short. It kind of almost. Uh, crept up on me uh since they went so far in the uh, uh in the playoffs uh you know usually it really kind of drags you get it you're in the middle of july and it's been like two months already and three months and you're like oh man hey, i want anything hockey but uh you know with them going uh, as far as they did it kind of shortened it in in terms of time and uh, you know with the uh i have to admit with the two uh New York baseball teams doing as well as they have. My attention has been a little diverted. Uh, I've had something to do uh, between uh, the end of last season and the beginning of this season, so that probably made it a little shorter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's great to, to, you know, almost, almost when, you, when you look back and say, all right, it's been, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, and then you look forward and say, wow, they're going to be reporting soon. I, it's, it's a great feeling. So, uh it's been a little bit of both for me, actually. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, like, I, I think about these kind of things very often. And this particular hockey season, or in between uh, the offseason, obviously with the, the, the late start to the season or the, the late end, however you want to look at it. And, like, in my, in my position, Glenn, like, you guys know, like, I do, like, all the sports all yeah. the time. I'm always watching games, and I'm always studying up and, and things of that nature, right? And then on top of that, you already know with me, you, and Scott, and, and our people when we get on, even when we go off on a tangent, like, I think what's different between what it is now versus what it was, let's say, in the 90s, because I always thought when I was growing up as a kid in the 90s, right, the off season in any sport was just, it felt like forever. And I think the reason yeah. why it's different now, not just what we just said about the shortened season because of the late start, but also what like, we always talk about, like you're always talking about show recommendations, TV shows. I watch a lot of that, too, in between sports. So I'm not only watching sports around the leagues, but also, you know, all these show recommendations you and, and Scott give me, like, I think that helps makes it go by so fast. Plus, I'm doing it every, you know, every day during the week. So when I look yeah. up, I'm like, God damn, it's already, like, like, like some people will be like, oh, I, like, they'll be on social media, right? They'll be like, oh, man, uh, I can't wait. Oh, they'll say, no, no I, I take that back. They'll be like, man, it can't get here fast enough. And I'm like, damn, it's already here. Like, my, my whole perspective is totally different, you know, chopping up with you guys every other week. Because uh, here's another thing, uh, go, before we jump into the division, because a few years ago, Ranger Proud and I were doing these off, um, you know, every, you know, in the off season, you know, the last several off seasons, right? But it would be like we would do it every week. This is the reason why we've gone to an every other week basis because we were coming on literally every other week. I mean, every other week, every week, and just. It was really hard to discuss shit. It was no games. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Mm. You like you yeah, know, only not enough, so much raising. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say there's there's not enough going on in the off season. I mean, hockey. You know, after we got through the free agent period, uh, which was re- was really exciting to see, and everybody going all over the place. Um, after that, you know, it kind of dies down, and it, it's hard to even fill an hour. Uh, to talk about, uh, uh, you know, what's going on without repeating the same things over and over again. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know you do the, the baseball, too, and then football you've been doing, which I'll try to get back on next time. Um, but, uh, yeah, you should uh, yeah I mean, the you know, I, I, no, I will. I, I, I was hoping to last Thursday, and then things kind of worked out, and I wasn't able to to get on in time. Uh, but uh, I'll get back on that because I enjoyed being on that one. And now that, uh, not to get off tangent, but now that the Giants uh, picked their 53-man roster, we'll have yeah, a lot we to have talk the, about uh, this. Who's on, who's yeah, out, we have, you know. Yeah, we, got, we also got but, what makes it fun on those shows, too. We have the, uh, we have the weekly pick-ems. So everybody starts yeah. with the pick-ems. We do it for confidence points, cool. and we also do the um, – uh, what's it called? The uh, the survivor pick. Now that's been fun, and we yeah we we get oh, cash to Yeah, come on, dude, man, come on through on Thursdays, man. We'll be on the Thursday after Labor Day. Put your name in the pot. Come on, join the episode to discuss. You know, we got with the Titans, and then we pick four teams around the league to make bets. Uh, yeah. and then also our survivor pick, man. The survivor pool is really fun, man. I, that's my favorite, man, on that show. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, for all the hockey fans out there listening, uh, you know, I was on one of the uh, football ones with Steve, and and he's got a great group of people uh, that are very knowledgeable uh, and very uh, opinionated to talk about the Giants. So, uh, uh, you know, if if you hockey fans out there are interested in football as well, 
uh, I would definitely recommend uh, would, listening to Steve's podcast uh, would, for the Giants because uh, it was, it was a lot most, of fun. Would, would you say most Ranger fans or Giants fans? I would say so, right? Well, I would say, what, 70% maybe? And the rest is Jets and then, yeah. like, and then the rest is other? What do you think? Yeah, you know, there, there's that old, you know, that that is kind of, uh, uh, you know, Mets, Jets, Nets, uh, and then it's always Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Yankees, uh, you know, and the, the Mets, Jets, and, and that. But uh, um, I don't know if that's always, you know, the case as much as maybe I thought it was. Um, I guess it depends on, on your age. Like for me, you know, I'm, I'm in my early 60s. So, uh, you know, when I started watching football, uh, when I started watching uh, uh, basketball, you know, late 60s, the Knicks were really good. The, you know, the Willis Reed, Claude Frazier teams. Um, so the Nets weren't even around at that time. Um, and I became a Mets fan because I grew up in Brooklyn and my family were uh, Dodger, you know, Dodger fans. My father was a Giants fan, mm-hmm. so it was like anti-Yankee. So, you know, they didn't turn around when, when the Giants and the Dodgers left to become Yankee fans. They kind of hung on. And when the Mets came into being, they become Mets fans. So that's where I got, you know, off a little bit. I'm a Giant fan. I'm a Ranger fan. I'm a Knicks fan. But I'm a Mets fan. So, uh, you know, I think some of it depends on, you know, your age and how old you are and what teams were around. You know, I live in New Jersey now, but I'm not a Devils fan. I mean, I was a Ranger fan for, you know, 15 years before the Devils came around. So I'm not going to switch. so I think it depends on your life circumstances, your age, things like that, as much as, and family influence, uh, as much as uh, anything else. But you know, you do see a lot of you see a lot of couples now. I mean, I, I told you I was at the uh, uh, Met Yankee game last Tuesday, and uh, there were a lot of couples. One wearing a Yankee jersey, one wearing a Met jersey. It, it's surprising, uh, you know. And you see that at hockey games too, Rangers Devils, Rangers Islanders. So um, you know that might be kind of change it a little bit as the generations go on, where there's a little bit more of a mixed uh, rooting interest, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. Let's uh, jump into the Atlantic. See, I, it's easy to talk about the top half, right, of uh, the, the powerhouse teams right. in this division. I actually wanted to go the opposite way, me personally. Like, you know, if you wanted to get into the, uh, the Panthers, the Bruins, the Leafs, you know, those teams, the teams, you know, that have been running things. Uh, we've kind of gave hints about the progress of Detroit. Or we could start there if you yeah. like. I even wanted or go Buffalo. You know, I you know I think Buffalo has a lot of work to do. No surprise there, right? Yeah. But and you know the life after Jack Eichel going to the Vegas Golden Knights, I just see this roster is just there's no way. I mean, it's just going to take a lot, man. I mean, they just you know picking up guys off the scrap heap, Glenn, as you already know, probably with just. There's just not enough talent to compete with just the top half of the division. Um, I mean, how do you? I mean, we could just go broad. I mean, whether you want to start with Buffalo, you could start with Detroit, or whoever you want to start with. You know, I didn't want to leave the bottom four teams no. out, even though I don't think there's going to be a chance this upcoming season for them to make the playoffs. But I still wanted to at least acknowledge them and, you know, to still discuss them. You know, it is what it is. It's hockey, you know? Yeah, no, in fact, I, I did a little uh, looking at the rosters of all the teams in the Atlantic uh, in preparation yeah. for tonight. And, uh, I, I don't I, Talking about the Sabres, I don't see how they're not going to finish in last place. Um, their goaltending is a mess. Um, they have a couple of young, talented players on the team, but not enough, to, and not 
you know, that talented. I mean, good, maybe second, third line guys. Um, but, you know, other, other than a couple of guys on the team, um, they just don't seem to have the talent to, to, uh, to move up. And I, I think they're even in worse shape than Montreal is. So uh, as far as the Sabres go, I think it's going to be hard for them to escape the cellar. I mean, you look, you look at their goaltending, Craig Anderson, Eric Comrie, Malcolm Subban. I, I don't know who's going to be playing the majority of the games for them. Uh, but uh, this team is, like you said, they've got a lot of work to do to uh, get back into even sniffing the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. I, yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, and that was pretty much the question. Who do they compete with on the bottom half of the division? I don't think – I think Detroit's definitely better. I think we all kind of acknowledged that in previous episodes. We'll, we'll get to Detroit later. But Ottawa, yeah. I would call it surprisingly, but they've gotten better. You know, their acquisitions, free agent signings, um, just better play, better guys uh, on their roster. And we'll get to them as well. And that, uh-huh. and it leaves Montreal, and and it's a team where I, you know, last several years I thought, you know, even the year when they went to this, the, I guess you could call it the finals, I don't, that bubble finals, you know, versus Tampa, uh, they have like, they 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 lost a lot of guys too. See, that's the thing. They've had some of these guys are still, you know, the veterans. They're like Brendan Gallagher and. Paul Byron, they, these guys have been there for a while. You see the, uh, Josh Anderson has really got potential to his game and Nick Suzuki, but but that's enough to get past Buffalo. Buffalo is just, oh, man. I mean, this is going to be waiting for their draft picks to come up through the, you know, through the ranks. and uh, It's just an ugly situation. They're just in dire straits because you can't throw Olufsen and uh, I mean, Justin is an older hockey player, and there's not enough talent there. Like, I mean, there's a couple of guys, like you say, no. like, you know, let's talk about Dolan. Like, what do you think they're going to do with him? I mean, he was a high draft pick uh, when he first got there. I mean, I don't know as far as does he, you know, does he go to the management and demand a trade? Or, you know, like, is he going to stick it out for the long haul? What do you thought about these guys these who, who get there, like Rossman's Dolan and, who who are like they're the young nuclear pieces, you know the defensemen, but there's no future there. I mean, if you're being honest, and it's not his fault, you know they. I mean, they drafted him high. Yeah, I mean, I think he is still young enough that you know, and it depends on his attitude. If he decides that hey, I I want to be a part of this rebuild, I, I want to be here, you know, when this team gets better, and and. And and there's always that attitude among some players that some feel like they want to stay and see it through, and others just want to get the hell out of there. And so, you know, you, you look at him. I mean, he's probably the best player on the team. Uh, and, you know, it kind of depends if he – I mean, I'm sure they'd love to keep him. you got to build around somebody. But, um, you know, I mean, you, it, it, I mean they, they would get a good package for him, but that seems to be all they do. You know, I mean, losing Eichel was just a, a killer. And, uh, you know, they got Alex, Alex Tuck. They got you – know, he's a good player. Uh, Tage Thompson is, is a decent player. Skinner, you know, he's a good player, but he's not what the 40-goal scorer that he was. Um, right. And, uh, you know, Olofsson I've always kind of liked. I, I think Olofsson is a good, uh, you know, a, a good player, a good guy on the power play. But if he was on the Rangers – would he be on the third line? 
you know, and they're looking at him probably as first, second line and on the first power play. So, you know, when you look at the roster, they're, they're just coming from a different level. Um, you know, they don't have top-line players. And, uh, you know, without top-line players in this league, um, it, it's hard to win. And, you know, like, like I mentioned before, you look at this roster, I, I don't see how they can't escape the seller. They always play Rangers tough somehow. Um, I, I don't know what, what they do, uh, but they always get the Rangers trouble. But, I mean, you look at this roster, um, I just I, I, I can't see how they're not going to be competing for a, a top-five lottery pick again. I mean, it seems like uh, I, they're doing that every year. Right, and I, and I agree with you. See, here's the thing. Like, we go back to two weeks ago when we were talking about the Metro. We said a lot about, like, Jersey. We talked about, um, uh, let's say, Columbus, maybe even Philly. Yep. We we even said those teams will at least give you, you know, some shots. They have some decent right. talent roster. They're just in a rougher division. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think the Metro is just a deeper division. I think the Atlantic is more top heavy. Where in Buffalo's case, they may give you a couple of fighting chances here and there, but it's no way to level like, like I was describing Jersey, Philadelphia, the bottom teams in the Metro. I mean, this it's just too much. I mean, everybody above them got better. Where I look at yep. Detroit, Ottawa. Maybe not so much Montreal, but definitely Detroit and Ottawa got better. Where I think yep. they, I would call them sleepers, but I, I don't know the word I would use. I would say they're uh, ready to contend for a playoff spot. It's yep. hard to call somebody a sleeper because you know when you saw them last year, maybe Ottawa would be the sleeper, right? Detroit, not so much. I, I think Detroit earned a lot of points on their schedule. We could get to them right now if you like. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as Buffalo's case, nah, man, they're they're cooked, man. There's no, there's no way, man. I mean, yeah, I know it's sports. You got to play it out. But we know what we watch, and this is and just everybody in front of them is just significantly better. It's significantly deeper. It's just a whole. They got to gut that. I mean, they, the only thing I have a question is, you know, for you or just anybody, a Buffalo Saber fan, what is the plan in in general? I understand the draft picks, but you know, you know, you gotta. I guess you guess you gotta plug in somebody from your roster. You gotta do something with your salary. I mean, that's kind of what like, that's what it looks like. And it's just no, it's nothing, man. And then, like you said, you know, like we said, like Eichel going like your franchise center, like you know, it's really started over. It's total reset button over there, man. Yeah, um, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think ownership, ownership, uh, the Pagulas just have to be more aggressive in spending money. I don't know what the Sabres salary cap situation is, but if you look at the roster, it can't be too bad. Uh, so right. they should have a lot of room to, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they've been in the business the last couple of years of having people traded to them uh, just to take the salary uh, as a salary dump uh, because they've got so much room. But, I mean, I, I think the, that ownership just has to take a more aggressive approach as far as getting some top-line talent in there to support some of the younger, you know, decent players that they have. Um, as you mentioned, I mean, we talked about the Atlantic division. Columbus got better. The Devils got better. Uh, Flyers have torts there. Uh, there's reason for, right. you know, at least limited optimism uh, among some of those teams. But if you look across the league and you look at the bottom feeders really in in, in every division, um, I mean, I, I – I would even go so far as to say Seattle might be better than Buffalo. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. You know, so it's this team is, and, and, and you know, Steve, it's a shame because I, uh, I have in-laws that live in the Buffalo area. Uh, my wife and I used to go up there a lot. You know, we still do, but, you know, we went up there a lot, say, 20 years ago when the Sabres were pretty good. And that building was rocking. I mean, they were sold out. The fan base wants to, to have interest in this team. I don't think that's changed. But, um, you know, unfortunately, um, they've kind of been hung out to dry. And uh, it almost seems like, you know, they don't really care. I mean, I don't think they're in danger of, you know, moving or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, I think ownership just has to take a much more aggressive approach and get some talent in there because uh, 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 that place could, was rocking. It could be rocking again. But, you know, you watch games there now, and they're half full, and it's uh, it's a shame. But uh, that that's the approach that I think they have to have. They have to really max the, their salary cap and and start getting some real talent in there, but including. All right. I mean, what what does Craig Anderson do with Snowhair? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that's to me. You know that's where it starts to me. You start in goal, and you work your way out, and their goaltending is a disaster. Right. I would go uh, the next three teams in order from worse to better, if that's the way. Mm-hmm. Is, that the, is that the right phrase to say? Is it worse to better? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to. Worse to, worse to, yeah. Right, worse to first. I worse to better. Worse to better. All right. So in this order, worse this is better. my order. Well, above Buffalo would be Montreal. Above Montreal would be Ottawa. Above Ottawa would be uh, Detroit. I was about to say Denver. Detroit. Now, Montreal. Um, they're not as bad as a bad roster. Not a bad roster. Physical guys. Um, you know, a couple of guys who, you know, speed. We, we see Brendan Gallagher for years and Josh Anderson. I yep. mentioned Nick Suzuki has shown you some good things and throwing Mike Hoffman. Uh, you know, you got some good veterans there. Could probably get you some points, wins. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe they are. This is really between who, 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 how you want to rank it, Ottawa or Montreal? See, Ottawa to me uh, added the Brink, uh, Alice DeBrinca, and then um, uh, Claude Giroux. I mean, this is actually an, an an interesting team. I mean, I may not put them above Montreal. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna go. Let me take that back. I'm gonna go Buffalo, <laughs> Ottawa, Montreal. Then Detroit. Now, what are your thoughts? And I'm, I'm going to say Detroit when I go back around. I want to get your thoughts on what's your order and how you're looking at the roster. Okay, well, um, I, I think Montreal comes next after Buffalo. Uh, okay. Then I think Detroit. And then, then I think Ottawa. And when we get to Ottawa, I'll, I'll tell you why. But remember last week I told you I wanted to say something controversial, but when I was looking at the Metropolitan Division standings, but I just couldn't because the standings, to me, are going to be the same this year as they were last year. Um, yeah, I'll come up. I'll come up with, with something controversial with with Ottawa once we uh, once we get to them. But um, if you want to talk with Montreal, here's 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 my thing. Do you want to do Montreal first? Or you want to do uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you want to do yep, Montreal. Anyway. All right, let's get Montreal out of the way. Um, the thing to me with Montreal is there's a lot of question marks, and if a lot of those question marks are answered. Uh, in a good way, they could be better than I expect. Uh, mm-hmm. First one obviously starts in goal. What is the situation with Carey Price? Uh, right. Jake Allen, we know, is a very adequate, not just backup goalie, he, he could be a first-string goalie. 
he did a good job with them, and you know, it was just in a bad situation. Um, if Carey Price is right, um, you know, I know he's 35, but yeah. uh, you know, if if he's right, and they can manage his workload and have Jake Allen there as well, um, you know, they they could be pretty good in goal. Um, and that, to me, is, you know, really where it starts. Um, you know, their, their defense, as far as the defensemen go, nobody really stands out to me uh, as, as, you know, a, a real good defenseman. They got some solid guys, but, again, you know, maybe not a, a top one or two defensemen. They got a lot of threes and fours and fives to me. But, you know, you look at their roster, and Josh Anderson, to me, is a guy who who, who should be one of the better power forwards in the league. He's always been a little bit of a disappointment to me. And, uh, you know, I've always thought that he was going to be better. But, you know, I'm looking at their roster here. He's 28. Uh, so he still could, you know, become what you kind of thought he might be, uh, which is, you know, a 30-plus goal scorer and a guy that's really going to uh, make teams back off on their heels a little bit. Um you know, Paul Byron is good, Armia has been good, but a couple other questions to me that they have on the roster is, I mean, Mike Hoffman went over there, and uh, Mike Hoffman was a really good player in, in mm-hmm. St. Louis and in Ottawa. I don't know what happened. I mean, injuries, whatever it might be, but that's one guy that, you know, we know what he can do, and if he can get back to, to how he was, he could sure help them. Another guy to me is Sean Monaghan. I don't understand what happened to Calgary with him. God, he, I mean, he was a tremendous center and playing with good players, too. And he just kind of went off the, the cliff, too. So maybe a change of scenery is what he needed. And, again, he's only 28. So, you know, I, Suzuki, you know, we've seen as a pretty good player. Cole Caulfield, I think, is a good young player. So they've got mm-hmm. some talent on this team, and I think it's just going to depend on the goaltending and the answers to – the questions of some of these guys that, that I just mentioned. Uh, they've definitely got some talent. Christian Dvorak, uh, Dadinoff, uh, Jonathan Bruin, who's another guy who, you know, never uh, kind of became what we thought he might be. But a lot of these guys are not, you know, they're not in their early, mid-30s. They're still in their 20s. And, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be the key with, with Montreal. If, if, if they get a lot of good answers from some of these players, um, yeah, I think they can have a better year than we might expect. Yeah, I mean, there's um, some de- decent pieces on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you're right about Carey Price after missing all those games, and he's up there in age. But, I mean, they, they, I think the goaltender could hold serve. I'm going to go out on a limb saying yeah. it could get the job done without, you know, if, if injuries mm-hmm. happen, it happens. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, some of these guys have been on this team for several years. Uh, I think they have – I mean, it's not a deep team, but it's it's got enough pieces on each line and kind of uh-huh. been thriving on for that for, for a minute. Um, like you said, I agree with you when it comes to Hoffman and, and Anderson and Druin and Caulfield and Gallagher. I mean, I think that's enough pieces to compete. You know, they could they could compete for uh, maybe uh-huh. somewhere for that, that last last playoffs. But I that's why I, I started to change my mind as when I was thinking it out between them and Ottawa. Because I think Ottawa, okay, they just got there, you know, like, well, and we'll get to them next. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think 
they have the you know I think Montreal does have probably a, just a little bit more than Ottawa. I think Ottawa, you know, all these pieces coming together, you know, at once. I got to give that a little bit more time. I'm gonna give a little more respect to Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what do you th- okay? Now you said who you had before uh, uh, Montreal. You said yeah, Detroit, right? And then Ottawa. Well, right? I had Detroit. Yeah, I had Detroit. When you know, and when I talk about Montreal, I don't know if they're gonna be you know contending for a playoff spot with the teams in the uh, in that it's conference. Gonna- but uh, I, I think they could have a better year than we than we think, and a certainly better year than they had last year. I mean, last year they got off to such a rough start. Uh, the the hole was just too big to climb out of. But uh, yeah. uh, okay, maybe playoff spot. The, I, that's the wrong word. More of like a disruptor, like a thorn. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's kind of like yeah, four players could be competitive. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. I can um, that. Now, for me, the next team is Detroit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that they've made some uh, good moves. I think Dylan Larkin is the best player in the NHL that nobody talks about. Um, he's a tremendous player because he's in Detroit, because people don't see him on national TV. Uh, you know, people may not know his name or know what he does, but I think Dylan Larkin is, is an excellent, outstanding player. Uh, so, you know, you start there. Um you know, their goaltending, I'll start, I'll, I'll you know, get into that first. Uh, Billy Husso, uh, I thought was a really smart pickup for them. He played really well in uh, uh, St. Louis. Uh, he kind of took the job away from, uh, um, I'm slipped my mind right now. So I, I see his face, but it slipped my mind, a goaltender in uh, St. Louis. Uh, but, you know, he took the job away from him, the guy who won a cup. And, uh you know, they've also got Nadelkovic there, who uh, I, I think is, uh, you know, I think he was, he was a good goalie in a bad situation last year, in a no-win situation. I mean, the team was not good. The defense was not good. Uh, they gave up a ton of goals, but I don't know that it was all his fault. So I think that, that pairing of Huso and Nadelkovic um, is going to be, uh, you know, pretty strong for them. Uh, not top-notch, but I think pretty strong. Uh, so I already told you about uh, Dylan Larkin. Obviously, our old buddy Andrew Kopp went over there as well. Um, Kubalik from Chicago, uh, he scored 30 goals when he was a rookie. Why couldn't? Why can't he do it again there? I mean, I think it might have just been a situation in in Chicago where maybe he wasn't getting the uh, uh, you know the playing time and the opportunities. I really didn't understand that. I know he had some injuries, but. Uh, I think Kubalik is, is really going to help them. Uh, they picked up David Perron, who I mm-hmm. think is just a tremendous, strong leader and, and veteran, and right. just a, a guy who scores the big goals. And uh, I think he's going to help that team a lot. Uh, Lucas Raymond, you know, was a, a rookie of the year contender, um, and uh, you know they got Verona, who's a good, who was a good player in Washington. And then on defense, you know, you got guys like Ronick, who's very good. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Maritz Sider, who, who I think did win the the, the Calder. Um, Oli Mott is a, a you know a decent uh, veteran who's been in a winning situation before. Uh, so, I mean, I think they've got the pieces there. Uh, again, much like Montreal, maybe even a little bit better to uh, to be a very competitive team, a, a team that's going to you know pluck some wins wins off the. Uh, off the big guys, and 
um, you know, I think they're on the way up. I, I'm excited for them because uh, it's been a while. I mean, I I grew up in that era when they didn't make the playoffs for like 20 years, and they were always an afterthought. And then obviously they became the, the team they became when Eisenman got there and Fedorov and all those guys, and then they made the playoffs for 25 years in a row. Uh, but I think they're on the way back. I think Detroit is a team that's uh, up and coming, and they're going to give uh, a lot of teams, even a big boy, some trouble uh, from night to night. <clears throat> I don't know if that's okay. He's a good player too, as well. Probably could choose it. Okay, and I had Detroit over Ottawa for now, uh, for a lot of the reasons you said. I don't know what the deal is with the NHL. Uh, uh, maybe they they will always want to focus on the teams that are going to be in the playoffs or whatever, but they don't never showcase to me enough. Uh, like they used to do with Detroit when they were really always in the, their playoff game in in, in, yeah. in the nineties, two thousands. But you know, you you like to see them. Like, see, uh, guys like us, we're gonna have the package. So we'll watch it. So you know, if it's on, we'll watch them. But to have them on national TV, I mean, they show somebody. You know, when we play them, of course, they they you know they kind of snuck up on us. Some of these games, you got a mm-hmm. hundred kings with them, and um, like you said. Dylan Larkin, and you, you saw a little bit of Andrew Cott when he came over with us in the uh, before you know at the trade deadline, and you see what he could you know how how beneficial he was with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perron's a good veteran, like you said. I definitely agree with you on a leader on that, and and then Kubalak is with all his years, oh you know his rookie years, scoring a lot of goals. I think they, there's some talent there. I think there's some talent to be uh, mm-hmm. reckoned with, man. Um, that to me, I think they're a little step ahead of Ottawa. We'll get to Ottawa because I, I agree with a lot of your points, and that's the reason why I said, okay, what is Ottawa? I mean, they got nice pieces too, but it's, it's really a toss-up, just a gamble on. It's not. I mean, you're almost splitting his. I mean, they're probably going to be neck and neck in their standings. That's kind of how I look at it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ottawa was past Detroit, but I just said, okay, let me go with Detroit. I like the pieces that kind of fit. Not that I don't like Ottawa that doesn't fit. I'm just going to go with Detroit based off what I saw last year. I think they could build off of that right away versus, I guess, mm-hmm. you could say Ottawa. Uh, what are you th- – you know, you had Ottawa ahead of Detroit. Now, I, I, I can see why you, you would do that, but, you know, feel free to explain. You know, what, what's your thoughts on that? All right. Well, like I said to you, I'm going to go out on a limb uh, with Ottawa. I think yeah. Ottawa is going to be – either make the playoffs or be in contention right to the end. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, re- I'm really impressed with what they've done. Um, I think their goaltending with, with – uh, I think Anton Forsberg is a, uh, a better-than-average goaltender, uh, much like Nedeljkovic in Detroit was just in a bad situation last year, uh, you know, so his numbers may not look that great. Uh, but they brought in Cam Talbot, our old buddy, and, uh, you know, we know what he can do. So I think their goaltending is very solid. And, and that's always the thing I look at when I look at a team to say, uh, are they going to be pretty good or are they going to be, you know, not so good? And uh, I think of the teams that we've talked about uh, so far, uh, obviously the Carey Price situation, we're talking about a Hall of Famer, but um, as far as uh, the four teams that we've spoken about, I think they've got the most solid goaltending of the four. And, uh, you know, I question – Boston a little bit. Uh, you know, we talked about what's Washington going to be. Um, and when we were talking about the Metropolitan Division, I, I think I mentioned that a couple of teams mm-hmm. over over in the Metro Division can depend on what happens in the Atlantic Division. 
because you might have right. five teams from the Atlanta division make it and three from the Mets because um, the Mets is so competitive. Uh, and right, some of the questions, right. you know, in the Mets division. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb here on the uh, next to last day of August and say in early April, I expect Ottawa to be fighting for a playoff spot. Um, so, and here, I'll, I'll, you know, you said you can understand why, uh, and, you know, I'll tell you why. I mean, I look, I look at the additions that they made, obviously. Claude Giroux, uh, mm-hmm. captain, captain of a team for, for so long. Uh, tremendous player, tremendous playmaker. Uh, so now you're going to put a, a guy like that with uh, Brady Kachuk, with uh, DeBrinket, guys that can score goals. Um, I, I think they're going to have a very high-powered offense. Uh, Drake Batherson, I think, is a really good player. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Norris scored 35 goals last year. Does anybody know that? Um, <laughs> he's not a playmaker. He had 20 assists, but he scored 35 goals last year, Josh Norris. Has everybody even heard of his name? Um, so I think this team is going to have a real uh, – oh, Stutzla, too, is uh, another kid that I think, uh, you know, is uh, just getting started in his career and, and is going to be a real good player, too. So I think this team is going to have a very high-powered offense with, uh, you know, pretty sturdy goaltending. Um, their defense, you know, I mean – have to see how that goes. There's nobody really, other other than uh, maybe Chabot, and he's more of an offensive type of player. Uh, they brought in Travis Harmonic. Uh, he's getting up there in age, but he's, you know, a sound defenseman still, I think. Uh, Nick Holden, who was with the Rangers for a while, is another mm-hmm. uh, decent player. So, I mean, uh, Nikita Zaitsev. Uh, so, I think this team's got enough. To, to really, I mean, I know how many points they had last year and where they wound up, but I think this team is ready to make a big step up with the talent that they brought in. So, like I said, you can you can make fun of me in April when uh, they're floundering, but I think they're going to make a run for the playoffs. Oh, no. Whether they make it or not, whether they make it or not, we'll see. Depends on what happens with the Metro Division, with Washington, Pittsburgh, and, and how it stacks up. But I, I think they're they are a much improved team. So. I agree. I definitely agree that they are a much improved team, and I am all for bold predictions, man. I'm glad you went on a limb and and said, "Hey, man, these these guys are going to be scrapping for that playoff spot." Hey, listen, man, this, things like this happen in the NHL. It wouldn't sure. surprise me if they did it. Like you said, uh, the, the acquisitions that they brought in. I mean, you're adding elite. Uh, I would call it, eh, yeah, it's elite office. You know, Claude Drew and. Brickett, you know, you know, that's you know, the power play is going to should be better on paper for them, and uh, you know, you know, Brady Kachuk being there for a few years now, and then like you said, Norris, uh, that's a very solid six, and you know, the top six you could roll with. I listen, mm-hmm. they're on the right path. They're, let's put it like that, they're on the right path. Um, and that this is what makes this conversation fun on paper, you know, like. To me, sometimes it's easy to pick who's the bottom feeder, like, the, you know, Buffalo, or who's the top seed. We'll get to uh-huh. that. Because I still don't even know the answer to that. But we'll talk about it you know, as we wrap up in the last next 20 minutes. But it's like sometimes, like we had the, the, the conversation two weeks ago, Glenn, it's easy to pick the top team or the top two teams in the East Division or the bottom ones. It's figuring out what's the middle and how that's going to go. Yep. 
because it's just because a puck bounce here, an injury there could really shake things up between these these three teams. Um, yeah, I agree with you on everything, pretty much what you said on Ottawa. Um, and we'll see. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I think everything you said, I'm in agreement with, and they're on the up, they're on the right up. Uh, we could probably always get into things like you know franchise, you know forecasting and what things they're going to do in the future. That's not this episode. Mm-hmm. This is more about well, you know how we see how they're going to rank by the end of the next 2022-23 uh, yep. season. Now here's the question, Glenn, and I was just alluded to it, right? I know, okay, the top four teams in this division. Not see, it's like I don't know just because you're the, you're, you're the top four, but there's a difference between who comes in first versus who's the actual better team. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I would because what we've seen and it's hard to go it against logic and go up against what we actually saw on ice. I Tampa Bay is the best team, even losing a lot of the, their guns, I think. Still. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be in first place. But they have the heart character of, a, of that core that's been intact and they've been winning and winning and they've shown and proved. But then you have the team like Toronto who just economically collapsed, right? But they have the talent. How's their mental, their psyche going to be back, you know? And then the changes that Florida did, you know, with the trade, uh, you know, with, with Huberto and, and uh, Barkov. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean with, uh, with, with the other Kachuk brother. But is, there's so many, and Boston still has their three-headed monster on that top line, and they, to me, have excellent balance. And you saw a revival out of Taylor Hall and, and you know, McAvoy's on that uh, – that on that D uh, that that first defenseman period. I mean, the force these teams on the top four are very talented. Not, I mean, you mm-hmm. just, there's no way around it. What is your order four three two one? How they finish? But to me, it doesn't necessarily mean who's the better teams. I mean, right. you might say that regular season wise because we know so many teams are built for the long haul. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, to to. To pick up with Tampa, like you mentioned, I mean, they're probably still the class of the division. But uh, John Cooper and, uh, you know, the team philosophy seems to kind of be like, you know, let's just get in. We'll, we'll be fine right. in the playoffs. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a good season. Don't worry about, you know, what are we coming first or second or third. or um, and, and I think maybe uh, some, some people, uh, maybe myself included, were a little uh, – uh, disillusioned that you know the, the way they were kind of going through the the season was kind of like wow you know maybe they're maybe they're taking a little bit of a step back maybe the the dynasty is uh, you know if you want to call it that is kind of over and you know they've they've reached their peak and now they're heading back down again and you know next thing you look up and they're in the Stanley Cup Finals so like you say it doesn't necessarily mean the best team is going to come in first. Um, but uh, you know we'll 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 get to them in a minute. I guess the the next team that I would come up with really is Boston, and Boston's a team mm-hmm. that I do kind of think might be headed for some trouble. Um, yeah, we saw you know Charlie McAvoy is a, a, a really good defenseman, uh, offensively and defensively, um, and uh, you know we saw that 
Uh, Taylor Hall had a little bit of a revival last year, not to his MVP level, but, um, you know, he, uh, he he's certainly better than he had been for the last couple of years. Uh, they also got uh, David Krejci back. Uh, he decided to mm-hmm. come back from Europe. Um, you know, he's uh, he's up there in age, but, you know, he's a decent offensive player that I'm sure they'll be able to slide into uh, uh, one of the top two lines and on the power play as well. But, you know, I mean, Bergeron's getting older. He's had a little bit of uh, injury problems the last couple of years. You know, he's 37, I think, now, or 38. Um, still, you know, an elite face-off guy. But, um, you know, I mean, I think he's probably – going to take a a little bit of a step back too just due to age um you know i know you said earlier we don't want to talk about uh um we don't want to talk about any uh rumors or anything like that but you know there's a lot of speculation about what's going to happen with pasternak and uh Mm -hmm. you know you you wonder how that might affect his his head um i mean he's an elite talented player for sure but um you know, you wonder how that might affect his thinking, especially when they're uh, getting later in the season and he's not sure if they're going to move him or if they're going to sign him, which, you know, it, it looks right now that there's a question about that. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think they're a team that's ready to take a little bit of a step back. And, and uh, you know, if, if there's a team in this division, if I'm saying that I think Ottawa might make the playoffs, if there's a team in this division that I think, they might be able to, uh, you know, really contend with and give some trouble to. I think it's Boston. Um, you know, we don't we don't know. Uh, I mean, Swayman was terrific last year in goal. Uh, is he that, or you know, is he uh, uh, like the guy in St. Louis who, uh, you know, went on a great run, won the Stanley Cup, and then uh, kind of became an average goalie? Uh, so that'll be a question that we'll have to see how that's answered. I mean, uh, Linus Olmark is the backup. Mm-hmm. He's okay, but, you know, was anybody, you know, overjoyed to see uh, Linus Olmark, uh, Olmark uh, lining up in, in the crease? So, I mean, I think this is a team that really could take a little bit of a step back. Uh, I, I thought they were last year and even the year before, and they, and they still, uh, you know, managed to get in. But, uh, you know, they fired the coach, who I think was an outstanding coach, uh, makes you wonder, you know, what might have been going on there. Because uh, I, I was kind of surprised about that move. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm making something about nothing. But I, I think Boston is, is the team in this division, the, the team that's been one of the better ones for years, that is most likely to take a little bit of a step back. I I can meet you halfway on the step back with Boston. I'm okay. not exactly. I'm not ready to say Ottawa can take their spot, but that might be the team or Detroit that be knocking on in if things don't go well in the being. But I mean, they, they've the passer not situation is well noted. I give you that. Uh, like you said, they got the guys with Krejci coming back, and I, mean, I think they'll get something more out of Taylor Hall. And you know I'm more you know I like Charlie McAvoy. I think he's an excellent hockey player. I really do. And I me too. No, me too. I you know I, I think their their roster is okay. Um, hmm. You you wonder you know it's, it, you just wonder because of how long they've been playing together and just if they still have it in them within this unit. Um, I think 
some of the pieces like Craig Smith and Frederick and Felino who's on this team now. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie think, Coyle. Uh, yep. Oh yeah, Charlie Coyle is an excellent hockey player too. I, I, I mean, that's player. Yeah, he's a very good player. Oh yeah, man, and Jake DeBrusque. Oh, I, I just, I, I just think, uh, I can't see them not getting into the playoffs. If one of these guys go down, two of these guys go down, I, I still think they'll have enough to get in, into the thing. Um, my whole thing, put Tampa aside. I'm looking at the mental of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I don't know because they feel a lot of pressure from hockey fans and just depressing Toronto of you know you know Stanley Cup since '67 things of that nature. They felt that pressure in the playoffs this past season, and I think they get past. Oh, I think they're ahead of Boston right now. A matter mm-hmm. of fact, Florida. Let me get to Florida. That's an interesting team too. See, this is the thing about them. I thought they were really because this conversation last year with Florida. They Quinville was already he was still on the team. He was the head coach before the scandal happened with Chicago, and then that went out. And that, to me, sometimes head coaches influence on a roster, especially in the NHL. Man, these guys are if you you're a, if you're a great head coach, you're a great head coach. Quinville's one of them, and I think they took uh-huh. a step back. They missed him, like Barry Trotz, New York, New York Islanders, you know Tortorella with any of those teams with the Rangers and. Uh, you know, lightning, things of that nature. Uh, Scotty Bowman. I mean, these guys, there's certain coaches, man, like you, you just can't replace that right on the fly. In Florida, um, I don't know what to make of them, man. I mean, a lot of offense. Defense was really suspect last year. Uh-huh. I still think I would have them ahead of Boston. I would yeah, probably, that's the one I'll probably lose the division because. Toronto doesn't mean they're the best team, though. That's the thing. I, let's look at it. That, that, that's why I got to frame it like this. I think Toronto wants to show and prove regular season, and then who knows what the hell happens in the playoffs. Maybe they get uh, go on a better run, get out of the first round this time around. In Tampa, Tampa Bay, to me, uh, is like what you said. They've been around the block. They're kind of like the Washingtons and the uh, Pittsburghs and the other division. They got the veterans. They've been down this road. They, they're all about playoffs. They don't give a damn. I don't think they care about division. I really don't. So I look at, okay, is it Toronto or is it Florida? I don't think Boston's quite there yet. What are your thoughts? Well, I think I think Florida and Toronto are, are similar types of teams uh, where uh, they're highly high-octane offensive teams that are just going to score a ton of goals in the regular season. Now, I'm a big fan of Huberto. I, 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 I think that's going to hurt. Now, yeah, I know they, they got Matthew Kachuk uh, in return, mm-hmm. and he's probably, you know, the, the top power forward in the league, and he'll put up numbers for you, and he'll, he'll change some of the dynamic of that team, I think, too. He'll bring that team uh, a little bit of toughness that they didn't have before. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think – you're going to see a lot of what we saw from them last year. Uh, a lot of scoring. Um, you know, the defense is going to be uh, so-so. Uh, I, I've lost track. Is this the, the good Bobrovsky this year or the bad Bobrovsky year? Because uh, it seems to kind of like alternate. So I think last year was a good one. So we'll see what we expect from him this year. Um, 
I know they have a uh, you know Spencer Knight backup goalie who they uh, think very highly of, and uh, is probably going to be the replacement for Bobrovsky when uh, whenever he leaves. But um, yeah, I mean I, I think there's a very good team, chance that this team wins the division again. Uh, but uh, I think you know with with, uh, with Kachuk there, they might fare a little bit better in, in the playoffs. But I think. If they get further in, I think there's, uh, you know, just, just their they got to improve the defense and they got to get good goaltending. They, they'll kill you with right. offense, but you know, as we know, once you get to the playoffs, um, you know, you you got to rein that in a little what? bit. And we saw how they were unceremoniously swept uh, right. last year, um, now, where you know you got to learn. That's my question you for keep, you. What did they, what did they learn by losing to their interstate team the way they did? What did they learn, This, uh, well, this think, the players that are on this roster now? Well, I mean, I, I think some of what they learned is, is named Matthew Kachuk, that they needed to have a, a team that's a little bit feistier, a little bit more toughness to compete with a team like Tampa. The Rangers yeah. found that out, too, in the, uh, in the conference finals. So, um you know, and, and the Rangers certainly had uh, more more grit than than Florida did, uh, but uh, not, not necessarily saying the Tampa beat the Rangers down. But um, you know, the, they're a big team, they're an experienced team. Uh, this team, you know, their their experience is you know mostly last year. I, I agree with you that I think they would have fared better if Quinville had been able to stay on, uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I look at this team and I see a very top-heavy team, almost like you know when we get when we get out west and we look at Edmonton. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they've got the, uh, you know, just just what it takes to get over the hump. I don't know. It's, it's I, I can't really explain it analytically. It's just kind of a feeling that uh, I just uh, they 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 got better. They got tougher with Kachuk. Uh, but I think it takes more than one guy to to do that. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot from them, what we saw last year, as far as I'm concerned. And they may win the division. They very well may because of the way yeah. that uh, kind of plays it, you know, because they'll just go out and, you know, want to prove it again. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how I feel about them. It's just a, a feeling, you know, just a uh, uh, an opinion of I think I think it's going to be more of the same with them. So, what about Toronto's case? What same question? I mean, it's the same situation. What did they learn losing to the way they did in the playoffs versus you know a team that I guess people I they, I don't know. I only slept on Tampa Bay for whatever reason. I I still can't believe that. But what did the 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 the, the Leafs learn or gain from moving forward? Well, I'll tell you what. I look at their roster. I don't know if they learned anything. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it looks like it's going to be the same, you know, top-heavy, top-six uh, offense. Um, I think their goaltending actually, I mean, we'll see, but I think their goaltending actually got worse. Uh, I, I think letting Campbell go and bringing in Matt Murray and and, and uh, Ilya Samsonov, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that's an improvement at all. I mean, Matt Murray... I went back and looked at the couple of years that he was still with Pittsburgh after uh, after they won the cup, and obviously when they won the cup, he was uh, you know he, he turned into Jock Plunk. But after that, <laughs> I mean, the couple of years, couple of years he was there. I mean, his 
his save percentage was like 902, 899. His 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 goals against average was like 280 something. To I mean, I, I don't think that's an improvement over what they had with Campbell. Um, and Samsonov, we, I think we talked about when we were talking about Washington last year, how goal, goaltending in Washington was just so inconsistent. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd get your 40 save shutout one night, and then he'd give up six the next night. Um, so I think they're very much in the same boat. You, you, look at the, uh, uh, you look at the roster, I don't really know what improvements they made. Um, and I think they're going to be the same. Score a ton of goals. Um, you know, if you happen to catch them on a bad night, like the Rangers did a couple of nights, you beat them two to one with good goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they learned anything. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think I think we're going to be seeing the same Maple Leafs that we've been seeing for the last three or four years. Yeah, you know, I thought Austin Matthews had a hell of a playoff that first round. Oh, he did. Um, no, 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 not oh, yeah, I, yeah, definitely, but. The depth on this team, you know, is questionable after yep. the top six, and yep. unless they get a piece in midseason to, you know, get stronger. And like you said, Jack Campbell was playing definitely good hockey, uh, majority yeah. of last year. You know, so um, they, they, I think I would have him better than Matt Murray. Um, I still think that like just regular season wise, is. I think I might put them ahead of uh, Florida and Tampa. I kind of put them on their own island because I just don't think this is probably the only team in the East. They probably don't have nothing to prove. Even that's even before the teams in the Metro. Like as much as they've been there, they we, we they've got they're just ready to get to the playoffs. They're just going to get to the playoffs. And they'll turn it on like they normally do. I think that's the kind of the mindset of a veteran team like that who's won cups. And, and, and stuff like that, you know, if they want to use that motivation to not get in the three-piece, so on and so forth. But I just think this is the best team that's not going to win the division. That's the best way I can frame the, the Lightning. Uh, final thoughts from you, Glenn, on this division? I think we got through as much as we can uh, on these teams. Yeah. What are your thoughts on your final thoughts? Well, you know, and, and, and let me mention one last thing about Toronto, Steve, before we go. I mean, I'm not sure if there's a, a more top-heavy team in the league, maybe Edmonton. Uh, other than Toronto. Um, they don't have a lot of depth past the top six. I don't right. feel like they have I don't feel like they have guys that are really mentally tough not only to get through the playoff grind, but to get through the pressure that's on this team. I mean is there is there more pressure on any team in the league between just the fan base and the media in Toronto, the fact that they haven't won a a playoff series since about 2004. The fact that mm-hmm. they they dominate in the regular season and then they get kicked right out of the playoffs the last few years. Um, I, Let me ask you this. I, I, I don't have a lot of faith. Let me ask you this. Let me admit, is it wrong opponent, wrong time in that first round? If it had been anybody else, do they get past their opponent? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but, but who would it have been? I mean, Boston? Would they have beat Boston? I mean, it's, um, it's, it would have been close. I think it would have been close. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think Boston. They took Carolina seven, though, so that's hard to say. They, they took Carolina seven, so that's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if if they finished a little higher in the standings, you know, and they played Boston maybe in the first round, Boston would have kicked their ass all over the ice. 
<laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's what I mean by I, this team yeah. is going to do great in, in, in the regular season. There's no doubt. Um, I think the goaltending is questionable, but they're going to be fine during the regular season. I just don't think that you, you look at the leaders on the team. I think Austin Matthews is great. Um, to me, I, I don't, I don't look at John Tavares as this like mentally tough guy. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people are, are going to say, what are you talking about? Um, I don't see this. I don't see Tavares as a guy who, who's going to like, you know, just rough out the, the tough times. And I, I just don't, um, you know, and some of the other guys on this team, you know, were kind of, kind of the same way. Um, uh, Marner, I think Marner's a great player. Uh, but, you know, Nylander, I mean, I, I don't know that he's a guy that, that, that fights through tough times. I just don't just – I think this team, you know, maybe needed a guy like Matthew Kachuk, a, a guy who's mentally tough, a guy who's physically mm. tough, uh, a guy who can show them the way. I don't know if they have anybody on this team – that could do that. I mean, we talked about the Rangers bringing Reeves in, bringing uh, Goudreau in. That that's what that team needed. This team doesn't have that. I think they're in the same boat that the Rangers were two years ago. Yeah, and, and the Rangers have better goaltending. And the Rangers have better right, goaltending. Right. So yeah, you know, definitely. I I I don't see the Leafs making making a lot of noise outside of the regular season. They'll be fine in the regular season, but outside of that, uh, I'm not so sure. Fair enough, man. Go I mean, ahead. It's think, an honor, to man. Think that, to think but, that, the, that the Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a cup in, what is it now, 55 years that they passed the Ranger curse? That's yeah. just, like, mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. And I don't think it's going to end this year. I'm, I'm going to be in agreement. It's too much. It's a lot of tougher teams, and teams got better on both sides of the East Bay Conference. So. Yeah. I, that's gonna be tough, man. I, you know, like you said, that it, the, this is as of right now. Like I said, you'd never know what acquisitions before the trade line, trade deadline that, that they could make to improve their weaknesses. So, you know, this is what we're saying as of right now at the end of August. But yeah, Glenn, it's an honor talking with you on this Atlantic Division. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks, and then you know we'll probably get into the uh, the Colorado's division for the champs. And we'll, we'll go to the Pacific after that, man. But, Glenn, enjoy the holiday weekend. You too, uh, we'll Steve. catch up. And feel free to come it on join us pleasure. for football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to get on next time. Sounds good, man. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Great Podcasts with Ranger Proud Day Atlanta Division. San Su, ladies and gentlemen. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,